Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Let's talk about activities that flatten us. Oh, like a pancake. (laughs) (laughs) Flattened Mm -hmm. like a pancake. You know, snowshoe hiking was pretty flattening. Snowshoe hiking was a layer of exhaustion I don't think I'd ever experienced. When we got back to that hostel that we were staying at in Grand Lake and it was like, I wonder why we're so hungry and tired. And like, I'm like, why can't I hardly walk up these stairs? Because snowshoe hiking burns like it was like three like, times the calories of I normal think it hiking. Was five times the calories or something like that. We it's had burned like, personally at least fifteen hundred calories each that day with that snowshoe if hiking. Not more, we were in calorie deficit oh, for sure. We lived our lives there. In full on calorie deficit. Yeah. That is definitely like the one thing that I can remember fully feeling just the most tired from. <laughs> Any day where it's like uh, we're out from... Before dawn. Yeah, before dawn till like um, dusky hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that is a day where it's just, if I don't sleep well tonight, then I'm going to murder you in the morning. Right, right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, And you'll wake up and be like, I slept wonderfully. (laughs) And like... Just like rubbing, okay. rubbing right. grit into my eyes <laughs> as you do it. I have. Yeah. I don't rub grit into your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what um, that comment feels like <laughs> <laughs> for the sleep deprived. <laughs> okay. So for those that don't know this. Dusty always sleeps wonderfully. I listen. I'm very blessed and I'm counting my blessings because who knows if that will last right. or how long that will mm-hmm. last. Right. But. <laughs> If I get to, when I show, if I fall asleep, it's when I usually show up feels uninvited great. at your fortieth <laughs> birthday party and blow in with my crow on my shoulder. <laughs> I wasn't invited. invited. <laughs> with your raven on your with shoulder. With my raven. No, you yeah. could. Well, you would probably get a crow. <laughs> Yours would probably be a crow. Yeah, it'd be a crow. It'd be a crow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a crow. I two wasn't crows. invited. <laughs> One for each shoulder. Mm-hmm. But yes, Mike always. Sorry, it's suddenly downpoured here, yeah. in case you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, you don't sleep well no, often. No, Which is a real shame and it a is real, a real bummer. Shame. It is. So when you have a day that flattens you, yeah. that's all I want to do. And I mean, you have a pseudo relationship with Melanie Tonin. Melanie Tonin, yeah. A little bit, mm-hmm. but you don't take it all the time. No, no. It's only if I'm feeling like, you know, really if it's been a few awful. nights in a row. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this this queen over here is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean, couldn't feel that pee below you <laughs> if you even tried. No, it's true. I do sleep very well. Mm. It's very true. But anyway, yeah, I mean, snowshoe hiking and dawn till dusk hiking is definitely, those are things that like take the wind from my sails and like rob me of any conscious thought I had left in my body. Incline does that for me. Yeah. Oh, Almost hard any, inclined days are hard like, inclined days. Yeah, 
I'm feeling flattened like 10 minutes yeah. into incline. I feel like the end of those days, to borrow an Italian term, I feel stunad, which is, means like Dumb stupid in the in head. The head. Stupid yeah. in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just feel like my faculties are all gone at that point. I'm just an yeah. empty vessel. <laughs> I get it. And the thunder rolls them. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park you, At the National Park you, At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge, while hiking in the land also known as Glacier National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet Nation and the Tanaha people. So last we left off, we had reached our trail juncture. We also want to acknowledge that while we're sitting here recording this episode, um, it did start storming right outside. So if you hear the rain, the pitter-patter of some rain you, and some thunder. If you thunder, hear the rain on my skin, right? no one else can hear it for you. <laughs> Only you can let it in. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I know you're gay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nature has joined us. She if has. you hear some um, ambience us. behind us, that's mm-hmm. what's going on. If you feel if you hear the sounds of a white noise machine behind us. <laughs> when we last left off, we had reached the trail juncture for the Grinnell Glacier Overlook, which was a little less than three hours of hiking at this point. We were pretty close to the three hour mark. As we were getting close to the Grinnell Overlook Trail. Which was roughly about six and a half miles from Logan Pass all the way to this juncture. Mm-hmm. Took us three hours to hike about six and a half miles. Yeah, about three hours. We hadn't really hit that three-hour mark yet, but we were pretty close to it. Yeah. We had also encountered a hiking friend in our friend Sam, who was someone also from New Jersey and we got to also a teacher teacher, and we got to like have some bonding time and just chat our way the entire way out on the high line. Sam also informed the rest of our day with her plans. Um, And we ended up adopting her plans. We did. Because she was hiking from Logan Pass to this overlook, going to hike up to the overlook and then just hike back to Logan Pass. Right, because she was on her way out. Typically, the High Line is hiked in one direction from Logan Pass, and then you go down this trail called the Loop, which will bring you down to a parking lot area in a spot on the going to the Sun Road, also called the Loop. But that is a really brutal hike, and then we would have had to hitchhike back. Or beg our way onto the tram. Beg our way onto the tram. Yeah. But you were afraid that that wouldn't happen and that we would have to just hike all the way back right which that was not going to be no. the reality for me <laughs> but this gave us the but opportunity I, pre- I had prepared doom for you <laughs> you had prepared doom for me which you do very well <laughs> you're like you know what i'm gonna do is curate some doom yep. and offer it to you mm-hmm. to um incite fear just, so that i can get you to do what i want just you like to do Ma- just like maleficent fools <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly i mean she is your iconic character mm-hmm that yeah. embodies your soul. Mm-hmm. It's true. This also gave us an opportunity to hang out with Sam more. Yeah, and which we was were great. having a great time. We with were her. having a lovely time with Sam. So find some trail friends if you can, because they're wonderful. As we start to approach the trail juncture here, which would be the Grinnell Glacier Overlook, we can see there are some people who've started it. We can see that okay, this is going to be an incline. This is going to take us up to the top of this ridge, which was above us. Mm-hmm. I had also remembered Becky the day before had mentioned that there is a an overlook to Grinnell Glacier, but that it is really steep and to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And so I could see that other people were on it. And I was like, okay, this is going to be some incline. We haven't really done much incline today because the High Line had been relatively flat. 
there was definitely some uphill and downhill, but not a ton. There was definitely the hay, up to haystack. Haystack was, yep. was some uphill. Yep. But it wasn't as grueling as no. other hikes had been before. No. So the sign said it was only 0.8 miles. Right. Up to the ridgeline or the end of this overlook, or so you can see Grinnell Glacier. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I can do inclined for 0.8 miles. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fine. Yeah. So we thought, play dramatic music here. Bum, bum, bum. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So as we start to approach the trail juncture, we can see this distinct peak that's above. You can kind of see the trail ahead. Started to see people that were not too many, but some people that were on the sloped hill that were leading up to that peak. We basically understood that we would just be going straight up. To um, the Grinnell Glacier that overlook. overlook. Yeah. So that we could see Grinnell Glacier from there. Right. And I have to say, like, after almost three hours of hiking, and it wasn't, it's by no means, I would not say it's an easy hike, the High Line. I would say it's live somewhere in the moderate range. Definitely. I would say if you're a young child, it may be difficult. Um, and there were plenty of young there children. Were plenty of them. Um, plenty. But I felt pretty good. I still felt pretty energized. I mean, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. We weren't it, like nine thirty, maybe. It wasn't late in the day. We had been up since four thirty. But I felt good too. Right. I mean, even though right. we weren't. We weren't using athletic right. green at the time. But <laughs> you took the words from my mouth. <laughs> but feeling good. Feeling actually energized. a sponsor. We can say it. <laughs> we can. Actual sponsor. Uh-huh. I didn't feel like the wind had been taken from my sails. I felt like no, not there at was this still point. lots of gas in the tank. And I, I felt was ready for this overlook. Totally ready for this. Mm-hmm. Especially because I felt like there hadn't been a ton of incline prior. Yeah. It was just some casual up and down. There was that incline up to the haystack pass. But then it quickly turned into decline. Then it sort of leveled. Then there was more decline. So I was feeling fine and was feeling ready to do this, even though I knew it was going to be tough and it was going to be consistently uphill for Mm -hmm. 0.8 miles. Mm -hmm. And boy, howdy, was it. (laughs) Boy, howdy. Oh, we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. The climb initially, there's a group of people that is down at the bottom. They're like a whole family that were starting the trail up with us. And they were basically all waiting for various spots to use the bathroom where there was cover that they could do that. And um, just a spoiler alert, there's really not much cover at this point of the trail. There's not much cover at any point. Utilize the bathroom. Yes. No, you would have to be on the high line and like sort of step off of it. Yes. Somewhere. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. I didn't. No. I didn't do that the whole time we were on this this day. No. And I drank all the water. Mm, We'll get to that. The climb is essentially this slick, rocky, gravelly path up the side of what appears to be this giant slope up to the peak of this mountain top. It is very desolate comparatively to the rest of the High Line, which is very lush and green. Yes. And what we had seen. What it does offer is... a gorgeous view of across the yeah. whole time there you know it's on the side of a mountain going up to this peak and the trail is carved into the mountain mm-hmm. so that you can get up there we can see just vastness yeah. for miles you can also see the different parts of the Highline Trail below you yes. as you ascend. Yes. We start on this trail still in the shadow of the mountain. And we had basically mostly been in shade for most of the day. We could tell that there was going to come a point on the trail as we were looking up ahead very soon that we were going to be in a ton of light. And there's really nothing that can be done about that. And as vampires, it's not the best for Right. Us. <laughs> it was also getting warmer. So we it was. knew that like if we were going to be hiking in the light not in the shadow anymore it was it was gonna start feeling hot because that was the weather in glacier Glacier, uh during this time of the year it felt cool almost cold in the morning and then by the middle of the day it got to feel like summer heat yeah and then by the evening it cooled off again yeah so prepared for both kinds of temperatures yeah because we started this hike very very early when it felt a little chilly yeah and then by the by here, even three hours in, it was starting to feel warm. So we knew we were going to have to kind of disrobe a little bit. And like layers is always the, the way to go with hiking. So there was definitely some delayering that was happening, not just because of the heat of the day, but because of all the heat of our bodies. Because good Lord, this incline. That incline. That incline. 
listen, I do not have words to describe. This was an incline designed by Satan himself. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This was the hardest thing. I, I mean, I think coming out to my family was easier than this incline, frankly. Sure. Yeah. I would rather do that again than do this incline again. Yeah. There are a few things that give me or fill me with such revulsion and hate. (laughs) And this incline was one of those things. I've never felt this amount of just my body rejecting the idea of doing something. (laughs) Like immediately felt infinite. All of it. Oh, it it was just like a never ending staircase. Never ending. And it was stairs. Stairs would have been one thing, right? Mm. If they were stairs. Mm. But they weren't stairs. No. It's an incline. It's a the grade on this was I I Very really need steep. to Yeah. The grade was incredibly steep. All you could do and all you'll have to do is just stop and take a break. I thought at that moment in time, I'm like, if I see a trail runner, I'm gonna punch them in the face right now. <laughs> because I don't know how you would do it. And how, also yeah. you would just be making a mockery of everybody else. I mean, and good for you for being in impeccable health, but you were gonna get a punch in the face. Right. But all you could do was just you had to just stop. There had to be stopping points. There had to be moments for water. There had to just be moments to breathe because Everybody was doing that. This was not just like a, we're tired, we've hiked in Glacier for three days now, and we're acclimated but tired because we've done a lot. This was, this is an extremely difficult grade, and it's very Oh, my steep. God. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, this is what Becky warned us about. Mm-hmm. This is what she said. It's so steep. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, we've done steep before. I think I'd rather do all of Yosemite Falls again before I did this mm. overlook again. Yeah. yeah, It was, I mean, it was that much the feeling of death had come upon me. So thank God for hiking poles because... And that <sighs> we didn't forget them this day. And then the Highland in general, hiking poles. But here, hiking poles for the overlook hike. Because hiking poles. they were like the thing that gave me, the only thing that gave me the assist to do what I needed to do to get up this. Also, the only other thing that got me up this incline was... The Ruby Tuesdays at the top. <laughs> <laughs> right. Could you imagine those like pumpernickel croutons? You would have, it would have been a delusional Ruby Tuesday. It would have been a Mirage Tuesdays. (laughs) Yes. Mirage Tuesdays Mm -hmm. is what it would have been. The only thing that got me through was stopping. Yeah. Because we would, we would sometimes, it was like, we can walk 10 steps and we would walk 10 steps and then I would stop again. Just sit there and breathe for a bit. And sweat. And sweat. The sweat was stand up, walk another 10 steps and then sit. And I mean, they say it was 0.8 miles. I think it's a lie. I think it's at least 1.1, which people... Don't listen to the signs. People also (laughs) claimed they were like, this feels way longer than 0.8 miles. I think Sam had her pedometer. Yeah, and she said, no, this is not 0.8. The signs lie, folks. It was a moment of... That was so grueling. I really do wish, you know, that it was a situation where we were approaching the top and I could feel like oh, yes, I achieved it. I got up here and like, it was so tough. Look at this. Unfortunately, I wasn't sour about it. I just still felt like death Mm -hmm. as we were finally approaching the summit. I mean, how long did it take us to climb up that thing? I think it was a good... At least like half an, hour to 45 minutes to get up there. Oh, I think it was longer than that. Mm. I think it was at least an hour. I think it took us at least an hour I don't to think climb it was that. that long. But it felt like five hours. It felt like In five my hours. memory, I, I think internalized it was like a half about hour to five 45 hours. minutes for sure. Ooh, I feel like it was longer mm. than that. Wow. That's just the pain. The pain distorts mm-hmm. distance and time, mm-hmm. certainly. We did finally. After five grueling, I'm joking, after many minutes of what felt like hours of hiking a pill, did finally approach the summit. And with that, let's take our first break. So we're playing Pentagram. We haven't played this in a while, and I love this game. Okay. So the way Pentagram works is um, you're going to put five things. Five objects. Five objects. Could be a person, too. Could actually be people. Could be ephemeral objects, like a song as well. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and you're going to put them in a circle, the points of a pentagram, and that is going to summon somebody or something. Okay. Or okay. a portal. Great. To a place. So yeah. for this game of pentagram, I'd like us to put five things in the circle that is going to summon 
a motivational speaker to get us up the Grinnell Glacier Overlook hike. Got it. So we need what would summon a motivational speaker. Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm borrowing from my mom's experience. My mom ran a half marathon. Mm -hmm. She ran it in Disney World, and it was through all the different parks. Right. And there was this incline that they had, and they had all of these characters, but for some reason, the Jolly Green Giant was a character that day. Oh. I have no idea why, and maybe it wasn't, but... Or it was some character that looked like it. But okay. I believe she said, no, it was the Jolly Green Giant. Was she having a Mirage Giant right? <laughs> experience? But he had a microphone on. Mm-hmm. And as they were like going up this incline, he would say things like, this is not a hill. This is not a hill. You think it's a hill, but it's not a hill. And I think I would need that Jolly Green Giant saying that. Okay. Is that like Bird's Eye? <laughs> Who right. owns Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> right. so, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> But yes, and then so I would put that person dressed mm. as that character saying that specific thing mm. into the pentagram. Okay, okay. So what right. else would we add to it? Um, so we're just going to change this to motivation to get up the hill. The five things we need is motivation, not a motivational speaker. I mean, I feel like that a motivational speaker would like try and psych your brain out to not think it's that. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying like we can't put a motivational speaker in the circle to summon a motivational speaker. <laughs> well, I don't know that I consider the Jolly Green Giant a motivational speaker. <laughs> well, in that moment, I think he was. <laughs> I think he was. Okay, great. So motivation. Okay. So motivation to get up that hill. What would you add? Um, I think I would add that Ruby Tuesdays at the top. <laughs> the salad bar. The Ruby Tuesdays salad bar. <laughs> Love it. With a sneeze guard, mm-hmm. some fresh pumpernickel croutons. Yeah. Yep. I'm here for it. Great. I would also add the song Eye of the Tiger. Oh, okay. That would that would get my juices flowing. Mm-hmm. I think I would add a hat that has fans on it that spray mists you. Oh. They make those, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Sure. We need one more thing. One more thing. I feel like it needs to be like a five hour energy times two times ten. Yeah. Like a like a shot of athletic greens. <laughs> <laughs> And we put all those things together and then maybe we'll get up there. Yeah. And so that is Pentagram. Do you remember this? When we were approaching the summit, it was like a fake out. Like there was like oh, it was, four yeah. of them or something yeah. like that. It was like, like the ending of four Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. There were well, four I think endings. we said that. <laughs> yeah. We were like, this is like the ending of Lord of the Rings. Like it's just, you think you're at the end and then it's like, oh no, there's another turn. Oh, there's yeah. another curve. And there's like one really far in the distance and then you get there and it's like, oh no, no, there's more. Yeah. Oh, and now there's more. Yeah. And now there's more. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Because you do get to the top of the incline and then it's like, oh, but that's not the end. But it does become a little bit more level at this point. It's not as grueling once you hit that sort of like crest, like where you're actually at the, you're at peak, not, not necessarily peak, peak level because you could go up there. You could. <laughs> but like at like sort of like summity level. Um, so, yeah. So there wasn't as much incline at this point. You'd sort of like done everything you needed to. And now you were just sort of walking along this trail that was going to take you over to the overlook, like at the top. Yes. Yes. It was like, oh, okay. So this is the chaos you're serving <laughs> today. Right. Grinnell Glacier right. Overlook Trail. Right. Because there was that part right at the end that was mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. And it was such a relief mm-hmm. to get to some flatness. Yes. It does give us a little bit of a respite from the intensity of what the trail was. In the distance, you can kind of see what looks to be like another saddle. And then that peak that we had seen, you know, even before we hit the trail juncture, as we were approaching kind of the bank to get us to the trail juncture in the distance. It's a very distinctly shaped kind of peak. Sort of looks like a hand in some ways. But what's important to know is that the majority of people get to this area that feels like the summit. Mm -hmm. And it feels like, okay, I've done it. I'm here. I've made it to the end. But then there's also a little bonus section that goes up to the peak that you're talking about. Right. And it definitely does feel like a bonus section Mm -hmm. because you could option to do it or you don't have to do it. Right. We did finally get to the summit area. Yes. Which literally places us right above Grinnell Glacier. Mm -hmm. Like we're looking down on Grinnell Glacier from where Mm -hmm. we are. And you can see parts of Salamander Glacier as well. Yes. 
this was like the payoff view of all payoff views. This was I one say of the, that because yes. you didn't experience the other portion that I did. I know. So this was a great payoff, I should say. This was an incredible payoff view. Mm-hmm. And if you have slogged your way all the way up that incline, it gives you such a gift at the top. Oh my God, yeah. Such a gift. It is, it's one of the best views I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it doesn't disappoint at all. No. When you're standing there, I think everybody was really respectful of just like, let's stand here and be relatively quiet so that we can just take all of the sun. Oh, yeah. It was a literal breathtaking view. And not there, because just yeah. its beauty, but because, <laughs> because I could not breathe from us. after yeah. that incline. There aren't a ton of people up here. Like, it wasn't very crowded, which was also very nice because it did feel very peaceful at that point. Um, and it did feel very solemn in a lot of ways to be up here and to be able to see that view. The ledge, how did you feel about that? You know, th- so there is a ledge yeah. right there, right? Yeah. However, it's sort of like a gradual... Slope. Uh, slope after that if there's slope happening i'm okay mm-hmm. so i felt fine up mm-hmm. there now exhaustion was driving all of my decisions in this moment yeah entirely and so we get up there and i was like and now i'm finished yeah i was like i think i'm gonna spend the night yeah like that's how tired i was mm-hmm. So You're like, I think this Ruby Tuesdays has a guest room. <laughs> right. It's an inn. It's an inn. And I'm staying here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think I might get a job here. <laughs> so I find a rock and I sit down. You and Sam notice that there is this other bonus area that yeah. we were talking about all the way up to this other section. Y'all were like, oh, yeah, let's go up here. Yeah. And this is when I speak up and I was like, enjoy it, scouts, because I'm staying right here. I'm going to sit here and just take in this view. Also, this tiny little marmot decided to... He wasn't that tiny, but this marmot decided to show up near me. And I was like, I think I'm going to just hang here with this marmot. (laughs) We're going to have a great time. I've made a new friend. Y'all go up and y'all do it. Yeah. And there was definitely a moment of Sam was trying to motivate, not motivate, but... No, include. I know. Encourage. I know you can do it. Yeah. I know you can get up there. And I was like, really, it's okay. I am going to sit And I chimed here. in. I was like, no, he's not going anywhere. This is just his process. This, this is his process. And it was. And <laughs> I true. have no FOMO no, about that. No. But let's talk about the bonus section because I did not go, but no. you did. So um, tell me about it. So and tell me what you saw. You basically are climbing on a grade, but it is definitely not nearly as tough of a grade as the way to the overlook in general, the way up the overlook. So it's it's definitely rocky, but it's a clear path for most of the way. You have to kind of like bridge this section between the saddle and then where the incline of the peak sort of rises, which is by no means as tall as what we had just come up. How um, was the incline in comparison to here as the incline before? Oh my God, it's a, it was a cakewalk. Okay, um, it okay. felt, I think we actually left our bags with you. You left your bags with so me, So we were true. just like, this will be easy because we don't have any of the extra weight. How far would down. you say was it where I was sitting to like that bonus peak? A quarter of a mile, maybe? Maybe. Maybe a little if less that, than that. If yeah. That. You do get to the part where you hit kind of the base of the peak. This is where the trail sort of dissolves a little bit, or it's harder to kind of tell, oh, is this trail, is that not trail? And it becomes a little bit more rock scrambly at points. After the initial trail up to the outcropping, which is this peak, you hit a bluff and, and the trail can get a little confusing, but it is in fact there. So just be on the lookout for it. It was fun. I mean, this was a little bit more fun because it was a a little bit more of a scramble and it wasn't just a direct straight hellish incline all the way up. Eventually you do get to this point at the top of the crest where you get an even better view than what we were able to see. Yes. And you took photos of this view. I did. And And I looked at your photos later. And you do get views of not only the glaciers, but four lakes, including Upper Grinnell Lake, which is right below the glacier, which you can see from the overlook where we initially summited. You do see Grinnell Lake, which is below, which we would see the following day. Lake Josephine, also a lake we would see the following day. And then in the very far distance, Lake Sherburn. Sherburn. (laughs) 
this was really truly unbelievable because yeah on the high line are you seeing these like vast open spaces and wide distances and things very far away yes but the height plus the, the distance su- here the summit yeah was also really high but you it was sort of from what the pictures looks like like literally being in the sky and oh it was down. like an aerial view i felt like I was actual area of view yeah if you have the energy, I honestly think you would have been fine height-wise, like, and it wouldn't bother have bothered you. Maybe when we got to the like point where we stopped at the end, because it is a little like, oh, you're ledgy and hanging out here. But otherwise, I think if you feel the energy and you feel like you want to do something additional, take a break for a minute at the top there, and then just mosey on over to the very tippy top and and see that really incredible view can i share something sure while we we were waiting for us you became the manager of that ruby tuesdays at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so while y'all were up there what's funny was that i could hear your conversation the entire time mm. like while you walked for a quarter of a mile away up to that peak it was crystal clear i could tune in to everything you were saying fascinating because the sound was traveling yeah, like, and like down and like right to where i was the marmot and i got very close <laughs> the marmot started over to my left and then sort of moved over to my right and like went on an adventure i took a film of it take a look at our instagram we'll put it there sort of seeing that tiny little marmot in this overlooking this giant open vastness it was a fascinating journey to watch mm-hmm. right obviously i didn't feed that marmot no Obviously, I didn't touch that marmot. No. But it did have a little journey around me that I followed. Yeah. And it was wonderful to just sit there and take that in. Oh, my God. I'm and sure. that was what I needed to do in that moment. Of course. So what was it like coming down? Quick. It was very fast. Like, probably faster than it should have been. <laughs> I feel like we were back to you very quickly. We could see the marmot in the distance as we were coming closer and we're like, oh. And so like when we got back together, we confabulated and, and heard all about your adventure with the marmot. But no, it was it was easy. That part of the trail felt very adult jungle gym because there was some climbing involved. You had to put your hands down um, at some parts. It was fun, joyful, playful experience comparatively to the devilish incline. <laughs> so upon your return, I was feeling like I had regained my mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. I also knew that all we had coming up for us was downhill. Right. Or so I thought. Sure. So I definitely felt my energy come back and I felt more alive here. Mm-hmm. We have come alive. This is the point where we are just like, oh my God, we're all alive because of decline. As we decide to pick up and head back down the Overlook Trail. This is the point where there are a ton more people starting ton to come A ton more up. people. There was that family that had that like four or five year old yeah. kid. Yeah. And I was like, how in the world? I would yeah. have been screaming my face. I mean, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So the two of you have returned. Mm-hmm. I have regained my energy and the three of us embark on going down. Yes. This, back down the Overlook back Trail. Back down the Overlook Trail. This feels a lot easier now because it is downhill. Regaining my energy with every step, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm alive. It's like more, a sting song. More energy is is just blossoming inside of me, and I feel like I'm blooming like a flower, <laughs> an alpine paintbrush flower, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. As we are going down, we're having conversation. We're not dying. No. It's lovely. Yeah. There are more people coming up this way at this point. This is where we are the smiling assholes <laughs> that are like, everything's great. And they're like, how much longer is it to the top? And we had to just give our best guess and answer. Yeah. And be kind about it and be like, we know you're almost there. <laughs> when we got to about like, I, I guess that we had like a quarter of this way left. There were some people coming up who were so tired already they were like is it much further and we were like unfortunately you're not even like halfway there no there was also a family with like a toddler that was coming up and i was like oh good lord good luck to you and may the odds ever be in your favor because i'm all for people taking their kids out and hiking and you know i love it when i see parents who have like kids in like a backpack hiking unit that they oh, can yeah. like put on their backs for their kids oh yeah but i do think it's worth it to really understand how grueling some trail like that was the thing i noticed in glacier I, I, 
there were so many parents that just like had kids on trails that I'm I was tired as an adult from and that were were difficult like and Deeply so difficult I was just like all right I mean I'm not the kid's parent but I also am like this is just tricky so there was a lot of that happening and this toddler coming up the trail was something of concern for me <laughs> but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yeah nothing we do finally make it back to the bottom mm-hmm. and there was this small moment that you had yeah I thought well maybe we would go to the chateau but um I think we were both very very happy to just like be done and to then to be able to just like continue on backwards with Sam and enjoy her company for the second leg of the trip and with that let's take our second break Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Dustin DeWind. Dustin DeWind. A drag king. A drag king. I think our other Highland episode featured a drag king as well. Yes. Hugo there. Hugo there. Yeah. So Dustin DeWind. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dustin DeWind is, you know, the, there's always a fan. There's always a fan blowing, like Beyonce oh, yeah, always yeah. has a fan blowing. I feel like um, her wig got caught in that, or not her wig, her hair got her hair got caught in that, and then but did she miss the beat of that music? She didn't. She didn't. She stood there and held her hair while it was getting sucked up into that fan, and just trusted that oh, someone will see it, and someone will come over here and cut my hair out of it, Mm -hmm. and I will. I'm just going to keep singing effortless. She held on to it, didn't miss a beat of Halo as it was happening. Look up the video; it's iconic. Dustin DeWind. I do feel like there's always uh, a fan, a fan involved. He pays homage to Jenny from Forrest Gump singing Naked on a Stool, Dust in the Wind. <laughs> oh, I love that. Was that the song she was singing? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Just like naked with the guitar in front of him. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. So I think Dustin DeWind is also like one of those live singing drag kings. He's a folk drag king. Yeah, a folk singing drag mm-hmm. queen, right? I mean, Trixie king. Mattel is yeah. a folk singing drag queen. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, Dustin DeWind could open for Trixie Mattel. Mm-hmm. And I think his merch is those fans that I wanted going up. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that spray <laughs> with the water. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, there's definitely like a country western vibe mm-hmm. to Dustin DeWind. Mm-hmm. Other songs I feel like Dustin DeWind would cover would be, you know, maybe some Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel some... like Rocky Mountain High comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, some Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Some Elvis, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely live guitar. Mm-hmm. Nude on a stool. Nude on a stool behind the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the thing. Nude illusion. <laughs> nude illusion. Welcome to the stage, nude illusion. But could we... It. I think it should be nude illusion, like with an A. Mm. So it's all it's literary, an illusion. literary illusions. Well, or illusions mm-hmm. to films or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though I know illusion technically is, mm-hmm. always, is technically about the written word. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Dustin, Dustin DeWind. DeWind. Okay, so now we are headed back to Logan Pass. We have come off of the Grinnell Glacier Overlook. We turn left to head back to Logan Pass. Just remember, this trail is extremely beautiful. I think some of our favorite things are trails that we have to double back on because... absolutely. You get to see the trail from a different perspective. And that was exactly the case here with the High Line. It was like double your pleasure, double your fun. There was so much to see and take in. And so much that we were going to see in a different light. So much that was just missed because we were coming from one direction, not the other. So we were so excited about doing this rather than going down the treachery that would take us to the the loop um, from the chateau because that was like three miles straight down essentially in rocky hot exposed no thank you that's not to say that it didn't get hot 
on no. the way back. Oh, no. It definitely did. No, it did. So as we're walking back, we can see a lot of people who were going up to the Overlook. We're deeply happy that it wasn't us. Right. We had yeah. been there and done that. We'd basically reached that initial overlook at about 9.45. So it was about three hours to the point that we started at the trailhead because I think we started around 6.45 in the morning because we had waited for that fog to roll out before we had gotten going. We had started to head back down from the overlook at 10.20 in the morning just to give like a little bit of a frame of reference on timing and yes. just like how long it took us to do some things here. We did end up running into the folks that had given us their parking spot at Trail of Cedars the prior day. That was, which was so funny. But I felt like that was Glacier the whole time. Like we were constantly, constantly running hitting into people, people that and even the rest of the trip there were parks that we were in where it was like this is a gigantic park but we just kept seeing the same people. It was really nice to chat with them for a second. Yeah, they were super cool. Super nice. Yeah. We said, "Oh my god, y'all gave us your parking spot. Thank you so much." And they remembered us. Yeah. They were engaged and they lived in Seattle. They were on a summer hiatus. I think one of them was grad school. One of them was work. I don't know what it was, yeah. but they were so kind. They were lovely. We want to thank you again for <laughs> giving us your parking giving spot. Giving us your parking spot. Right. This is a time of day where it seemed like less people were coming out on the trail. And part of that was probably because we were in very high, very direct sun. So there is definitely a lot of stopping, a lot of putting on of some block. And a lot of fueling up with water. A lot of that. A lot mm-hmm. of fueling up with water. Yeah. On our way back, we have such a better frame of reference for what we're going to do and sort of know what is happening, what's coming up. We know that it's also going to be a good combination of uphill and downhill, but there's going to be a lot more downhill sections probably than there are uphill. From what we remembered in our you know early morning stunad brains, to use a, a phrase again, because there definitely was a fair share of both. However, it ended up being a lot more more uphill going back toward Logan Pass than either of us had anticipated because we had a lot of downhill most of the time on the way but there. But it was like a grade of downhill that didn't make you think you were doing downhill no. in some spots. But after a death-defying uphill up to that overlook, any amount of uphill you're going to feel. This uphill wasn't extremely grueling, but it was there, it was happening, it was felt And now we were in the direct sun. I definitely felt the most like Maria Von Trapp at the top of the mountain. 100%. On all parts of this trail and in looking into the distance at the mountains on this trail because it felt like we could have been in Switzerland. I've not been, but... I've not been, but I imagine um, I've that's seen what photos it was. And I'd imagine. I think I turned to you at some point and I was like, I feel like this is what the Von Trapps experienced, <laughs> right? As they climbed out of Austria. As they climbed out of Austria. Seriously. Toward the middle of the journey back, there are a whole lot less people coming out. So yeah. for a lot of it, we had the trail to ourselves. Right. With like a few people dotting the trail here and there. I definitely remembered feeling the tires really hard as we started to be like middle end of the trail. We'd sort of all stopped talking as much as we were talking. It was sort of like a single soul fo- focus on getting back and retaining our sanity. <laughs> well, retaining yeah, our sanity. retaining our sanity. Because we definitely had done a lot that day. This ended up being like something like a 15 or 16 mile day all oh, said yeah. and done. Oh, yeah. like, so we were definitely in the 11 mile zone, 12 mile zone in the middle of this trail on the way back and by the end would hit 15. So I think it was justifiable tires. Justifiable tires, yeah. certainly. Mm-hmm. Sam made a comment while we were walking back that you, because you were hiking ahead of us, mm-hmm. you were the one in the front, but you didn't have the bear spray. Right. She's like, is Mike always the one that... Um, hiking in the front. And um, I was like, well, yeah, usually I said, um, when I hike in the front, we stay together. But when Mike hikes in the front, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, hmm, that's kind of funny considering that you have the bear spray, Dusty, and Mike doesn't. And I, I was, was like, like, yeah. I, and so I think I gave you the bear spray yeah, moment. Yeah. We do get some small areas of like respite from the sun here and there, but we are basically in and you will basically be in full sun for most of the way. It's warm and some of us, some of us are running out of water. (laughs) Yes, some of us did run out of water. We had carried like extra bottles of water Mm -hmm. in our bags. Yeah. You had gone through your bottles already. Your bottles were empty. 
No, you had gone through your bottles already. But you also had bottles. Right. We had both, we had dumped those bottles into our bladders when we stopped. Oh, that's right. Right. So, right. But you had had done it quicker than me. That's right. So, my bladder had run out already. I emptied the bottles into the bladder. And you had done that for your bladder as well. And yes, I could feel my bag getting lighter on my back. And I knew, I just knew I was getting low on water. And lo and behold, in the middle of like an uphill section that felt way tougher than it did going there. Right. I fully ran out of water. And I was like, oh no. And it was a situation where I was like looking. I was like, we have easily three and a half miles left. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I don't know what I'm going to do. And so there was a terse exchange (laughs) that you and I Well, why don't don't you, rather than describing it as a terse exchange, (laughs) why don't you describe what happened from your experience? You were panicked because you had no water. And you were like, well, can I have, can I like use your, can I use your bladder? Can I like put my mouth (laughs) on the thing that you bite on? To suck the water out. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, I can pour some water from my bladder. And you know, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Well, there were a lot of people around and I was in a very desperate situation. I guess that wasn't respected at the time. But (laughs) (laughs) though, for the record, I didn't just ask you that like outright thinking that I that was like expected in return. We have done that before. That has happened in Acadia I remember once when I ran out of water, you were like, here, just take, because I'd run out and I didn't mm. ask you and you offered it to me. Well, you have a sloppy mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to borrow I a was phrase like, well, from David. From I was Shits like, Mike. I will. Honestly, in that moment, I felt a little bit like, oh, I'm, I didn't mean to. I felt like I had offended you. And I think I was still living in like, we're in COVID times. I'm not sharing something that my mouth goes on. Right. <laughs> right. I understand because we knew less about COVID then. Right. That was a tough moment for me. I was like, okay. I mean, I respect that. We definitely had a very awkward silence for about a mile and a half. But I did offer. I was like, I can pour some of the water from my bladder into your bladder. No, not right now. Because we were at like a weird ledgy point. We were at a weird ledgy point. And I was like, okay, okay. Right. Actually, so for the record, you d- you o- tried to offer that again, like mm-hmm. as we were heading out of yeah. this trail, but it was at the start of the garden wall. Right. And I was like, I'm not doing, we're not doing that here. Like people will have to walk around us. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And this is where all of our bitchiness came to a head. Well, you know, yeah. we had to spend how many days literally next to each other, 24 hours a day mm-hmm. at that point? How many days? At least two and a half weeks at that point. Yeah. And so um, um, I definitely got the Dusty's angel landing. I'm fine <laughs> response <laughs> because yeah, we were at the garden wall as I asked that question, but I, I didn't want to like totally deny you life giving water. But you had already done that. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't denied you thrice. <laughs> so. Unlike some other religious figures. Um, <laughs> when we're, past the garden wall there are a lot more people that are starting to come out which is around two in the afternoon which depending on their trek and depending on our time of arrival would mean that these people if they did the exact same thing that we did would be finishing closer to 8 p.m this was obviously okay because in glacier in early july there ain't nothing but sun until almost midnight so you're gonna just live your life as late as you can but I think the only thing that would stink about doing the trail that late is probably how hot it would be. Because it was so hot at this point it in the day. It was so hot. Yeah. There was direct sunlight coming from this side before the sun was on the other side of the peaks that you're hiking against. Mm-hmm. So we were in the shadow the whole time. It felt great. Yeah. Coming back, we were not in the shadow anymore. No. We were in the direct sunlight. No. And that was definitely hot. It was hot, like 85 degrees or hotter hot. I don't know about that, but it was hot. That's what it felt like. I mean, I was sweating a lot. And you didn't have any water. (laughs) And I didn't have any water. Mm -hmm. No. We do have some incline back up to the trailhead. That's true. There was a little bit of incline. Like the last sort of slap in the face that the trail could give us. (laughs) At Um, the end of the garden wall, we had to make our way up. But there was 
a, a mountain goat, a mountain right, goat over there. right off to the side. So that was like a real treat. Uh, there were a lot of people gathered there, not people that were necessarily going to do the trail, but people that were seeing and gawking at the um, mountain goat. But I think we also were like, it was beautiful, but we were also unfazed by it because we were so tired and exhausted at this point and dead on our feet that we sort of took our time to like view it, take it in, but didn't like stand around for too long before heading back up to the trailhead. While we were at the trailhead, we took a photo with Sam. I really, really treasured that photo because we had gone through a lot that day. Voluntarily gone through a lot that day. But Lord, we were tired. Yeah. So we got back to, you know, after taking the photo, we sort of parted ways with Sam who had to basically hit the road right away. We We, exchanged information so that we could stay in touch, which we have. Yeah, which has been great. And then we got to the car and just like de-geared because we didn't want to have I didn't want shoes on I didn't want anything on no, anymore I needed something else sneakers sneakers and new socks, socks. Yeah. right this was also the moment where we connected and talked about our conflict mm. and um, <laughs> our inciting incident right and uh, resolved mm-hmm. we did there were apologies on both sides mm-hmm. and we moved on because that's what you have to do mm-hmm. you gotta communicate you do that's right <laughs> You have to um, communicate when you definitely don't want to share water with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> when you leave the shower on all night long, you have to communicate. <laughs> After doing this, we went to the building that's there at Logan Pass, which is not a visitor center. It looks like it would be a visitor center. It is a gift shop. It's only a gift shop. The biggest insult to injury of this whole trip <laughs> was having to then climb a considerable amount of stairs to get up to this gift shop. Yeah. After hiking the Grinnell Glacier Overlook, having to just climb all those stairs. Mm -hmm. When we get to the top, there is a line that we have to wait in to kind of go into the gift shop because they were doing like a one man in, one man out or one person in, one person out kind of situation. As we're at the door waiting to go in, there is like a 22-year-old, 23-year-old gift shop employee, summer employee employee. there. And he's like making conversation with everybody at the door, which is so nice and kind to just like be able to do that while one waits. In our synchronicities of everything that had happened, he's talking to us and he's like, oh, well, where are you from? And we're like, oh, New Jersey. He's like, oh, whereabouts? And I said... Dusty was like, I'm from New Brunswick. And I'm like, and I live near Point Pleasant in Manasquan, if you're familiar. He's like, yeah, actually am. I've been to Manasquan, New Jersey before. My roommate in college was from there. And I was like, well, okay. Well, it's been great. (laughs) Thanks so much. And we sailed off into the sunset together. (laughs) Let's put these two trails on the Karen Stone scale. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put the Grinnell Glacier Ten. Overlook on the Karen Ten. Stone scale. <laughs> I'm actually going to do something I've never done before. <gasps> 11. No, this is a 13 out of 10 on the Karen Stone scale for me. Okay. Personally. Okay, so it's 10 out of 10 for you or 11 mm-hmm. out Ten. of 10? Okay, so we're talking 23 out of 20 Karen Stones. Mm-hmm. What is that? What kind of fraction is that? When it's improper. Improper. Yeah. Just like improper. <laughs> <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Right. The most improper. I, I think I would have shared my water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and the Highline part two, which Highline, is basically Highline in reverse. So Highline in reverse back to Logan Pass from... Grinnell Glacier Overlook. Yes. This was tougher for I'm going to say an eight. I can't remember what I gave it on the way out. I don't remember at all. I have to go listen to the yeah. episode. I think I'm going to say eight, though. Okay, for me, great. it feels like an eight. Funny, I'm giving it a seven. Okay. It was really hard, but that's for some reason what I remember. Like hard, seven hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 out of 20 Karen Stones mm-hmm. headed back to Logan Pass. And now let's end this episode the way we end all of our full-length episodes. With a game of Jeopardy style trivia. So I'll begin. My Jeopardy is titled The High Line. And this is all about our favorite stoners from film (laughs) and television. (laughs) I will be giving you a quote. What is Grandma's Boy? (laughs) I will be giving you a quote. And you will need to identify the movie. If you can identify the character, that's bonus points. 
All right, okay. all right, all right. Great. <laughs> For 100. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Says a long-haired Jeff Bridges to John Turturro's character Jesus in a bowling alley in this late 90s film about mistaken identity, trying to find a missing trophy wife and a rug replacement. Oh, my God. Mm. What is Reservoir Dogs? No. No, I don't know. What is The Big Lebowski? Oh. <laughs> Great. Okay. Great. So this is how this category is going to go this for you. <laughs> this is going to go for me. Great. Okay. For 200. I'm so hungry I could eat like 20 of those burgers, man, says John Cho as Cal Penn retorts, dude, bleep, I'll see your 20 burgers and raise you five orders of fries in this buddy comedy about trying to find an elusive burger restaurant, which also reawakened Neil Patrick Harris's career. What is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Mm-hmm. Great. Great. For 300. Don't forget to bring a towel, says this anthropomorphized toiletry on many occasions to Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny right before asking if they'd like to, quote, get high in this animated show based in a Colorado mountain town. What is South Park? That's correct. Do you know the character? Kenny? Towley. Oh, okay, great, great. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, Towley. Towley. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay. For 400. All I need are some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine, says Sean Penn to Judge Reinhold in this high school coming-of-age film which features Penn as the resident stoner. What is Fast Times at Bridgemont High? That's correct. That also features Matthew McConaughey saying... No, Matthew McConaughey is not in that film. Oh, what is he in? He is in Dazed and Confused. That's, I, those two are the same yes, film they for sort me of live in, in my same life. realm. Okay, okay, great. And for 500... This is a hybrid. This is a cross uh, of bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, feather bed bent, and uh, Northern Carolina, California sensimilia. The amazing stuff about this is you can play 36 holes on it in the afternoon, take it home, and just get stoned to the bejesus belt on that stuff, says an inebriated Bill Murray to Chevy Chase's character, Ty Webb, as he tries to play through his quote-unquote home in this film about getting revenge on a gopher who makes a mess of the local green. What is Caddyshack? That is But correct. I also want to say that could also be your um, 45 impression. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I know. Okay, you ready for my Jeopardy? I was born that way. That's what Lady Gaga sang about. <laughs> that you were born and ready for Jeopardy. Yes, exactly. I almost put something together about stoners and films. Oh, that's funny. Four seasons, we've never written the same Jeopardy. It'll happen at some point. It'll happen at some point. It's gonna happen. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. But what I'm curious, it then makes me curious, like, okay, same category. Did we write the same clues? You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. Hasn't happened yet. Almost. So many times. All right. This is called High Line Before and After. Mm. So it is a before and after category. Right? And I almost wrote a before and after category. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm going to go with the stoners and films. And this is all about lines. Great. So all of the answers either are about a line or contain lines. And I mean like physical lines, okay. not like lines from films. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for 100, okay. this popular Ariana Grande song that is said to be about Pete Davidson has a music video that is a direct reference to the movie Mean Girls. And the common phrase one might use to describe Charles in reference to the crown of England. What is thank you next in line? Correct. Mm -hmm. Great. For 200, if you're trying to tell someone a secret in so many words, but you can't say it explicitly, but you want them to put the clues together for themselves, you may be asking them to do this. And... These invisible lines all over the earth that run north to south, though measure east to west. What is read between the lines of longitude? Correct. (laughs) Longitude runs north and south, but it measures east and west. Mm -hmm. Okay, for 300. This company that's lining the pockets of Jeff Bezos offers this service to get your packages sooner. And this invisible line that defines zero degrees longitude and runs through Greenwich, England. What is Amazon Prime Meridian? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, for 400. I'm sure they own the Prime Meridian at this point. (laughs) Right. Somebody does, right? The Brits call this queuing, but people 
of the Northeastern United States say this phrase, which could easily be confused with accessing the internet. And the invisible boundary between offense and defense when playing American football. What is get on line of scrimmage? Correct. I was like, what do we say that's like getting on the internet? I was like, form a line is not right. <laughs> no, get, get online. online. I swear, that was really hard for me. To, I still don't say that. Mm-hmm. I don't say that. I say get in line, mm-hmm. which I feel is correct. Mm-hmm. But the people specifically of New Jersey are like, I have to go get online. And I'm like, I they're do wandering that. away to go access the internet. <laughs> that's what I say. I'm like, there's not a line on the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people say get online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I've said get online before, but whatever. For 500, this is the phrase the teacher has to say in the hallway basically every day. And the title of a Johnny Cash song, which also served as the title of the biopic about Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. What is don't run, walk the line? That is correct. (laughs) Five for five. There we go. Well done. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. And always bring extra water. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gay Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 